So I'd like to um, offer some instructions for today. <clears throat> and so we've been progressively uh, working with the four foundations of mindfulness, beginning with the body, with feeling tones, and today introducing the third foundation, which is of mind states. And so as being mentioned, all of these foundations are interrelated. The body, the feeling tones, the states of mind, meaning thoughts and emotions, all interrelated. And yet for this practice, we're shining a flashlight on each area so that we really can begin to see more clearly what is taking place. There is a common refrain that is taught in each of these foundations, and that is the teachings of impermanence. Wherever we bring attention to, be it with the body, with its different senses, as well as the breath, or the postures that we are continually going in and out of, and sounds, sensations, smells, tastes, touch, Everything is coming and going. The same can be said for the second foundation of the feeling tones. And the third equally, so many different states of mind, meaning thoughts and emotions arising and passing away. And so in this particular practice of mind states, it's bringing awareness and just experiencing so many different thoughts and emotions are coming and going. It's important to perhaps say that there's no need to try to watch or observe the thoughts, notice them, which creates in some ways a separation as well. So you can say perhaps just to experience with awareness how thoughts are coming and thoughts are going. Mind states, thoughts, emotions, stories, projections into the future, the past, fantasies, likes, dislikes, analyzing, scrutinizing, comparing, contrasting, liking, disliking, mind states coming and mind states going. And to help illustrate that, we'll have a little experiment so you can begin now just bringing awareness to the different states of mind. There's no need to try to find them. It might be at first that not much is happening, and then before you know it, you're off to lunch, <coughs> or it's five years ago. So just letting it happen, bringing awareness to mind states, experiencing different states of mind, thoughts and emotions as they come and go, being present.
And so, just to help illustrate how this mind goes on and on, I've been watching the clock, and it's been about a minute and a half since I last spoke. And in that minute and a half, we, cut, we probably could not even have counted how many different places our mind went off to. It's very powerful when you think about it, this mind. It is said in the Dharma that the mind is the creator of our own heavens and our own hells through our own thoughts, the power of our mind. And as powerful as we sit with it and begin to make this an object of meditation to see that these mental formations are just as, er just as um, impermanent, effervescent, ephemeral, constantly changing. So penetrating this mark of change, and here we are uh, in this Christian convent, and of course the beautiful teachings found in the Old Testament of the Ecclesiastes, to everything it turns and turns and turns. There's a season for all things. So too with this mind, it's coming, it's going. Fantasizing, remembering, projecting, oh, so many different mental formations, mind states. So just experiencing, they come and they go, how sometimes certain thoughts, emotions grasp you and take you off in tremendous journeys of delight, of pain, of fantasy, reality. And of course, as we practice today, May you discern wisely these times where it may be wise just to say these are just states of mind coming and going, and that's a wisdom. At other times, it may be useful, as I shared last night with that hospital administrator, where it might be valuable to stay with the feeling, particularly if it's a strong emotion, and you're feeling safe, to allowing yourself to experience it, to feel into it, Listen to it. See what it has to reveal to you. And so you can discern wisely. And of course, if you find that you're just in a perseveration, a rumination, then the inquiry is broken. It's gone. At that point, just coming back to the breath, to the body. And it's fine, of course, today in practice to continue to Anchor into the body, as we have been doing, anchoring into the body, <coughs> and from time to time being aware of the different feeling tones, and now expanding from time to time being aware of the different states of mind. And if your concentration begins to get strong, you could even just completely make that your anchor, your object, just mind states, the proliferation of states of mind as they come and they go. Within all of these practices, we've been cultivating, in a sense, two qualities. <coughs> the first is 
the training to steady the mind and the body, to develop concentration by trying to keep our mind on the object that we're bringing attention to, in this case today, mind states. And the second quality is penetrating the mark of impermanence. Developing the wisdom quality to everything there is a season, to every thought, to every feeling tone, to every breath, to every sense. It's coming and it's going. So we can cultivate concentration practice and insight practice as one unified practice. Being present, mind states. And of course, at any point, if you're getting lost, confused, not sure where to bring attention to, <coughs> you're welcome to just come back to the anchor of the body. It's very helpful. You're welcome just to stay there with the breath or sensations or sounds. And when you're feeling steady enough again, just opening up, experiencing these different states of mind, thoughts, emotions, Experiencing them as they arise and pass away, being present. So many different mind states. 
and is wise to know that they have their beginnings and middle and ends like all things. They're just being with them, their beginnings, their middles, their endings. Developing our wisdom, the understanding of the nature of change. And again, of course, if any are particularly activating within you, strong emotions, you're welcome to just pause and to feel into them, to acknowledge them. Perhaps they will begin to reveal further and deeper what's inside them. This revealing brings upon understanding that can begin to set us free of the stories that have enslaved us. But whatever thought or emotion, mind state that arises, it will indeed pass, like all things, being present. Thank you. And um, we have a little time for some comments, questions pertaining to the, from the talk last night or from the practice. And then there'll be some announcements and then we'll proceed on with our day as well as um, I'll share a little bit about the individual practice discussions. Please. Um, when you say just to be with. I'm sorry, say. When you say So are you speaking about an emotion? No, I'm speaking about, um, no, not an emotion. Um, 
Mm-hmm. And um, it starts to take you. It starts to take you. And then I stop and I recognize um, this is happening. And then I try to be with it. But I'm not sure what. Yeah. Um, well, maybe we'll leave the be with it out for a bit, for a moment. And so once you become you become aware that you, there's a whole flurry of different thoughts that are coming. And just to stay with it. And whether you use the word be with it, stay with it, so that, that you can experience it has its beginning, its middle, and gradually its end. So you're experiencing its coming and going. So does that help clarify? Yes, yeah, so, and you may discern if, if it is a particular strong emotion, you might want to not only be with it, but like to feel into it because it's coming back to you again and again while you're sitting here, and it might be worthy of further investigation. So you can discriminate if you feel that, just like as that example last night, as much as I tried to be with the breath in that story, it was futile because underneath it was like a, 9.5 out of 10 scale, internal Richter scale of emotionality. <coughs> there was no choice for me how I felt about it. But yeah, so to be with it means just to, to experience how these thoughts, they come, they have their time, and they leave. And to know it. Yeah? Okay. Thank you. Yeah, again, the the... In the foundations of mindfulness, this reframe of the origination and the dissolution of all things. And so we're developing our concentration on the objects, such as with the body or the feeling tones or the mind states. So we're developing our concentration and we're equally experiencing how it comes and goes, beginnings and endings. So when you be with it, doesn't mean you have to do anything. Just experience it. It comes, it goes. Is that all right? Anything else? Okay. Please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, what that meant is that, let's say, as we're sitting, there's a strong emotion that arises, and it's really getting your attention, and you have a sense that might, this might be worthwhile to stay with it and to feel into it. And so you just allowing ourselves to feel into it, but then... Rather than feeling into it, you begin to not be into it, and you're just kind of thinking about it and comparing and contrasting and ruminating and <clears throat> perseverating. So in that way, the inquiry is lost. You're now not feeling the feeling anymore. You're trying to problem solve or figure out about that feeling. See? Yeah. So once you become aware that you are in a perseveration, that's a moment of awareness, and then there's some choice. And it could be if that 
feeling is still alive within you and, and there's a sense of, I, I need to go into this more, then you can let yourself go into it. Or if it seems like it's, it's past, then just coming back to the, the body, the anchor, the breath, wherever. And it's not that we might be doing a lot of inquiry, but sometimes, I, you know, how I tell about moving into inquiry, and it's not any set formula, but if something's arising that's giving a lot of ear time in your meditation practice, the, you know, the, the, maybe we need to pay attention to that and discern, is it wise to go into it, or is it wise to say, sorry, this is not consensual, I'm not going to think about you now, or... This is just a passing event. I've been there, done that. I've got the coffee mug, the T-shirt. I've done the dance. No, thank you. This does not serve me. So there's a number of different ways we can meet that. And so part of our practice is discerning wisely whether I move into or move out of, or go to the right or go to the left. And sometimes the only, when someone asks me, well, how do you learn that? And, that, and how we learn that is by, by, you have a sense of going in and then realizing after you're in that you should have stepped back or taken a left or a right. It's only, you know, like through our practice, it reveals to us, yeah. So there's a question about when you get to that place where silence and stillness is there, what, what do you do with it? Um, you know, it's interesting in the realm of meditation how that there's some ideas given about certain places that we experience. And, I'm actually kind of skeptical of all of that <laughs> in the sense that um, because it, I'm skeptical in the sense that it may involve some striving or some preconceived notion that if I'm in this space, then I'm meditating and this is what we're going after versus um, um, not. And, and so I... Um, I feel very um, there's times where it might feel quiet and it's quiet, just experience quietness. And there's times you feel stormy, then experience storminess. And so perhaps in this practice there can be no preference towards getting anywhere other than where it is right now. It's actually very interesting. You probably have heard of the word utopia. It's a Greek word. And the literal translation for utopia means nowhere. <laughs> I love that, nowhere. But actually, if you play with those letters, it also can spell something else if you do a little rearranging, because it also spells now, here. So perhaps that's the, 
That's the secret code within utopia is being here in whatever it is. Grasping at nothing and resisting nothing. This preconceived notion of some type of happy place that we go to in meditation is a setup for a lot of suffering. Trying to get somewhere other than here. So there's moments as we sit with ourselves, there might be quietness, and so in that quietness, just experience the quietness. Sense it, feel it, open to it. But perhaps nothing to be grasped onto or pushed away. You know, that's interesting about this idea that everyone wants to be where or there. I, I don't know in my own experience if that rhymes truth for me about being somewhere other than in the present moment. And I'm not sure what you're referring to about class number five about being something. This is kind of new to me, so maybe you could explain more of what you're describing or talking about so I can understand uh, so in session five, instead, uh, we, uh, it's something that's... Uh, this is an MBSR you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Um, so if there's something on the mind and uh, it just kind of tends... It's the first week where uh, you allow or invite uh, people to uh, speak in the class to, to look at something that kind of sticks and doesn't go. And the thoughts around it and the body feelings around it. Hmm. And imagine you're sitting on a park bench and you're on one side and the issue's on the other and encouraging the person mm -hmm. to move as close into or away from as they, you know, feel safe to do so. And, um, yeah, uh, that's a big change from the previous ones where you're building up the uh, meditation muscles, I guess. Yeah. So I guess I do that exercise sometimes on the way to work and yeah, sometimes instead of when I draw up close to it to see what it's made of or whatever, it just kind of disappears and I mm -hmm. go into a stillness instead. Not very often. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, these type of things can happen. I'm actually, to be very honest, unfamiliar with that exercise, so I'm not sure if I can respond to it. I know that in class number five, we're introducing the sitting meditation, which is these five objects of meditation. But I'm familiar, I'm unfamiliar with what you're describing, but um, nevertheless, in our practice, I want to invite not trying to get anywhere other than where it is that we are. And if it's quiet and still, then just to know and experience quiet and stillness. And you know, even quiet and stillness will have its beginning, middle, and end, like all things. 
I'm not trying to get anywhere other than here. You can say that, the, the, but I also want to point that, you know, at least from the Dharma point of view, these practices, there is, a, there, there is, if you will, a goal in mind, and that is the alleviation of suffering. And suffering is described as of what creates suffering is our greed and hatred and ignorance. And so when there's a lessening of greed, a lessening of hatred, a lessening of ignorance, we are potentially on the path towards greater peace. So you can say there's a wise effort, an aspiration for the lessening, the alleviation of suffering. But again, I, I think uh, trying to have some preconceived notion about trying to get to some place. A lot, a lot of my work in MBSR classes is, is actually to demystify. Many people think that meditation is about having no thoughts or just only about positive thinking or emptying your mind. And a lot of my time is spent on... Um, there's many different meditative traditions, and they may have these things in mind, but in mindfulness practice, we're really working with being here now, acknowledging what's happening in the body, in the mind, in the heart, and perhaps becoming wiser. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.